Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I'm teaching my co-host and my little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide our lovely listeners, you with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. You did it again? Yes. Well done. I've <laughs> got it now, that's it. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so, episode 15. 15? Yeah. We are looking today at co-transport okay so uh, that's like um going to work with a colleague yes carpooling carpooling it's a bit like a carpool yeah we're going to be looking specifically at glucose absorption it does involve some facilitated diffusion and some active transport so you basically get it kind of brings together everything we've learned in terms of transport and stuff is that okay? okay yeah glucose comes from the digestion of carbohydrates the carbohydrates are polysaccharides specifically glucose alpha glucose is the monosaccharide of uh, starch so all those glucoses are held together by glycosidic bonds and we digest it so you break it down enzymes break it down and we'll obviously do a whole episode on that yes yeah so we release those glucose molecules so once you've eaten a meal and you've got all that glucose in your small intestine it's going to increase the concentration of glucose in your intestine isn't it and it will be higher than your blood does that make it sense? It needs to go into the blood. So it needs, so it will pass into the blood. It's a concentration gradient is pretty much constantly kept by the fact that glucose is being used as well. The glucose in the blood right. is yeah. taken into the stomach muscles and stuff like that and used in respiration. So you're going to get a concentration gradient, especially when you've eaten. So you're going to be absorbing all that lovely glucose. And that is done by facilitated diffusion, that absorption to start with. Passive high to low, into the cells, the line in the gut, and then into the blood. It's a fairly straightforward process. Yeah. But when we start to get to a point where there's actually a lower concentration in the gut, do you remember we talked about this before? If we've absorbed it all that we can, but there's still some left over in the gut that we still need to absorb. And if Active we don't, transport. Because if we don't absorb it, we'll die. Yeah. And that's when this process will kick in. And it does involve active transport. Yeah, you're right. Because what we don't want to do is we don't want to lose that glucose in urine. So the process by getting that glucose across is called co-transport. And we're basically moving the glucose into the cells of the small intestine and then across into the blood with sodium ions. So we need to use sodium ions to do that. So I've got you a diagram. Okay, lovely diagram mm-hmm. available on teachmescience.co.uk. It's been a while since we've had a diagram. It has been a while since we've had a diagram. And hopefully it's useful. Okay. There's numbers on the diagram. Bring it a bit more this way and we can talk through it together. She's hogging the diagram. <laughs> this is the tube of your small intestine. The tube? Yeah. So, so the actual intestine itself? Yeah, so that's like the, mm-hmm. the empty cavity of it. Yes. This is a cell in your small intestine. And then the blood flows past that. And that's the, and that's the blood vessel. Step one. We've got a sodium-potassium pump on this side of the cell, so the side of the cell closest to the blood. So that is number one, which is down here. And if you look at it, you've you've got a sodium-potassium pump here, 
you've got a protein carrier or protein channel here and you've also got one here as well okay so it's showing you the different places where things are moving in and out okay so this one here where number one is is called a sodium potassium pump it's a very very special carrier protein and it's obviously near the bloodstream there. Sodium ions are being actively transported out of this cell using the pump. So you've got sodium molecule there, yeah, sodium ion there, mm -hmm. and the arrow going out of that special carrier protein into the blood. That what does, process. What does the sodium ion have to do with the glucose? Well, I'll explain. Okay. Yeah. So the first step is that sodium has to be actively transported out of the cell. Now, the sodium-potassium pump just means that every time a sodium ion goes out, a potassium molecule comes in, or a potassium ion Oh, really? In. Oh, okay. So it's like a one in give one and out. take, one yeah. in, one out. If you take out the sodium ions from the cell, that lowers the concentration in the cell and actually creates a concentration gradient between the cell and the small intestine. So where is it going to be highest? In the small intestine. In the small intestine. Is that why the glucose goes in? So, sodium starts to move into the cell by facilitated diffusion, but it's a co-transport because it takes glucose with it. Is that okay? So sodium and glucose come in together. Yes. Into work. And then <laughs> uh, they've got their own separate jobs. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the sodium leaves work from the sodium pump. Yeah. And on its way out, the cleaners come in and they're the potassium. Yeah. And the glucose just leaves on its own as well. Yeah, glucose's going to walk home. Yeah, glucose's got to walk home. Could get the bus or something. Yeah. Once you've got it in there, it will start to move out. But once this glucose moves into the cell, it'll move into the blood. Yeah. Okay. What sort of cell would that be then? So epithelial cell. So it's it's very much like a... Because if it's moving into the blood, it's just moving into a cell that's in the blood. No, it'll be moving into the plasma of the blood. The glucose? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the potassium and everything. Will yeah, that's just it. Will just be in the plasma. Okay. So oxygen goes into red blood cells, uh -huh. but everything else is just dissolved in the plasma, and just carried. So only oxygen goes into the red blood. Yeah. Cells. Oh, okay. So if I like went to give blood and had loads and loads of sugar beforehand, right? Give blood, there would be loads of glucose in that blood. Well, no, because your body works hard to keep your blood blood glucose level balanced okay doesn't it so if your blood glucose level goes high then insulin is released to, to remove it. it to remove it and take okay. it back to a step like a normal state so unless you were like eating, eating a lot just before you just <laughs> literally as they were like <laughs> taking the blood you know that, it would have to be that that sort of situation okay. all yeah. right do they give you any rules about eating when you give blood you just have to have had something to eat you yeah but that's just amount. like a normal thing, yeah. Hmm. They can be really finicky with it, like just cereal. Hmm. Not How even long ago? a slice of toast. <laughs> <laughs> I always lie. Oh, do you? I've had loads. Big roasting now. Yeah, yeah. I've had like an apple, five marshmallows, and a banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's an odd one. <laughs> <laughs> just make make up random <laughs> random meals for yourself. Should we do it one more time? Yeah. Okay. So we've got number one: sodium potassium pump. In the lining next of the of the epithelial cell, next to the bloodstream, mm -hmm. sodium is actively transported out of the cell through this special carrier protein into the blood. That creates a concentration you know, gradient. You know, you sometimes you call it a pump and a carrier protein. Mm. Are they? That's the same. Are they same the same thing. thing. Yeah. Same. Okay. So 
that creates a concentration gradient between the cell and the lumen of the small intestine or the cavity of the small intestine. And then it so comes in. Yeah, so it's lower in the cell, higher yeah. in the small intestine. So the sodium. So it will start to move. And the glucose. Into the cell. Yep. Come in together. That's right. So it'll move. So the sodium will move down its gradient, yeah, into the cell through a co transport protein. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's another specific carrier protein. And it will bring glucose mm-hmm. with it. So with the glucose, it's against its gradient, which is why it's good that it's being yeah. co-transported and it's being brought in with the sodium. Because remember, it's lower in the small intestine. Yeah, so glucose will then move down a concentration gradient into the blood, just by normal facilitated diffusion Yeah, into the blood. And then we've got, we should then have every bit of glucose that we ate. And it should be in the blood. Do you remember last week we kind of talked about how active transport is used to get the glucose so at GCSE level we would say oh active transport is used to get glucose into the blood when it's lower in the intestine sort of against the Uh gradient it's not actually true because active transport is part of this process but indirectly because it's not actually active transport bringing the glucose it's co-transport and then facilitated diffusion the active transport is used in order to make sure that the sodium comes into the cell from the lumen at the beginning at the beginning yeah so that is the process and just to add to that as well we've talked about it in terms of glucose but amino acids also use that same process amino acids are the monomers of proteins do you remember yeah mm-hmm. so when we eat protein we digest the protein down to its monomers which is the amino acids and then we absorb those as well but we need to absorb all of them again same thing mm-hmm. We use that exact process to absorb those as well. You could get that exact process in an exam, but it might not be glucose. Exactly. And that's where they'll throw you. Okay. They'll start talking about the absorption of amino acids and pupils might think, well, I wasn't taught how, I haven't taught how amino acids are absorbed, but it's exactly the same as the glucose Mm -hmm. absorption. So that's that little sort of key bit of information there. And that's it. That is the new information. That is all the process that I wanted to discuss today. Okay. Okay. So should we do a couple of questions? I've only got two questions because there isn't that many standalone questions just about it's absorption always of about glucose. something else. Yeah, it's always linked to something else. So question one is a three marker. Okay, let's see how we get on. Cells lining the ileum of mammals. So the ileum is like the last part of the small intestine okay. before you get to the large intestine. So it makes sense that it would that this process takes place in the last bit of the small intestine. You'd imagine that your last bits of glucose, that's where it's going to be happening, like right. the last bit. Yeah. Like the absorption. That's where it's going to be happening. Well, Woo. you're still going to be yeah. <laughs> you're still going to be digesting as you move through the first bit, then you're going to start absorbing as you move through, and then last bit you're going to be absorbing the last. Yeah. It's like thing. The desperate last you get, get in quick. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so cells lining the ileum of mammals absorb the monosaccharide glucose by co-transport with sodium ions explain how now and that is three marks now let me just let's pull apart the question a little bit first yeah okay it's just asking how the glucose gets into the cell okay. not then the f- next step of it going into the blood so it only wants how does it get into the cell co-transport right so why does it move into the cell because the of the concentration gradient is higher on the outside than inside the cell. Of what? Of the lining. 
What gradient is higher? What? It's it's higher on the lining of the whatever we were calling what is it. Glucose. The glucose. Right. Start from the start the process off from the beginning. So think back to the picture. Yeah. What's the first thing that happens? Sodium goes into the cell. Sodium goes out of the cell. Okay, so yeah. sodium goes out of the cell. So we want to create that. So that is the very first step. Yeah, we want to create the gradient, out. don't we? So that okay, the sodium so we have to create it. Okay, so sodium yeah. goes out, so the gradient... By what? What's the process? Active transport. Active transport, so it goes from the cell into the blood, yeah? Via active transport. Yes, so, the so gradient that's your first mark. On the inside of the cell is lower yes. than the gradient... Of the lower intestine. So the concentration, the concentration is lower than the concentration in the small intestines. Yeah. So we've got a gradient. So yeah. things are going to... Stay with us. We'll be right back. A Little Bit De Todo is a podcast about a little bit of everything for curious minds of all ages. I'm Christina, and you can tune in every weekday to learn about things like Cinco de Mayo, Chihuahuas, and volcanoes in Latin America. Episodes are bite-sized, 10 minutes long or less, and always Latin American related. Subscribe and follow A Little Bit De Todo podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Move into the cell. What is going to move into the cell? The, sodi- the sodium and the glucose. Yeah. Well done. Co-transport in together. Yeah. Which is like a type of facilitated diffusion. I wasn't that thinking was great. about creating the gradient. I was just, just saying like, oh, it's co-transport, in. it's done. Yeah. yeah. But the only reason it moves in is because sodium takes it. And the only reason sodium goes in is because you've created a gradient. So sodium ions actively are transported in from the cell, from the ileum cell to the blood. That forms a concentration gradient for sodium so that it can enter the cell, bringing the glucose and the so, so glucose enters by facilitated diffusion with sodium ions question two five marks glucose is absorbed from the lumen of the small intestine into the epithelial cells explain how the transport of sodium ions is involved in the absorption of glucose by epithelial cells five marks so what this does, is the same sort of question similar to the first question yeah. So what does the movement of sodium contribute to the movement of glucose? The sodium comes out of the epithelial cell. Yeah. Which means the gradient, the concentration gradient is created in the cell. Yeah. And it's lower of sodium. So sodium goes into the cell and with it, it brings glucose via co-transport. Okay. Very good. So just make sure you've got those little details. Okay. So sodium... You, you rightly said sodium leaves the epithelial cell. Where's it going? Into the blood. And what's the process? Uh, active transport. That's two marks. Okay. At five already. But it's just those little details that you left out as you were saying it. One mark definitely for what you said about the gradient. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lower concentration now of sodium in the cell. So it will now move into the cell from the lumen. Mm-hmm. So sodium ions will move in, bringing glucose with it. And glucose is moving against its gradient. So that's why it needs that little bit of help in. That's really good. So it's November now, so we need our new wider reading. Oh, yes. I've already put on Twitter and on Instagram, if you follow us on either one of those, you'll see that I have already recommended, well, it's an online magazine now called Catalyst. Now, it's a science magazine. It's not just biology, but it is created by a company called STEM Learning and it is released three times a year. So it's around January, July and then sort of now. October, November sort of time. Right. 
it's aimed specifically at people that are sort of 11 to 19. So it's aimed specifically at school age kids. Mm -hmm. And it is articles about up and coming science, an excellent one for wider reading. Now, as far as I can tell, because I, I, I found out about this on Twitter, it's not something that I've ever recommended to an A-level student, but because I'm in the sort of Twitter sphere now, promoting the mm. podcast and sort of finding out ideas and just really getting out there with it, I came across a post about this. And I think you used to have to pay like £25 a year for it. But as far as I know... Times? Well, because, yeah, it might something like that. Mm. But I think because they used to print it and send it to you. Oh, fair enough. But I think now it's all online. I think it's free. As far as I can make out, because I went on and I looked and I could access all the articles of the current issue and read them all fully. I didn't have to like pay up a subscription or anything. So as far as I know, and you might already know about this, listeners, you might already be using it. You might have a teacher that's already promoting it and making you like read it as part of your homework or something like that or giving you articles from it, which is great. I am promoting this week this month um that particular catalyst yeah so it's catalyst magazine but but like new scientist it's every science it's a broad range of Hmm. the sciences and stuff so it's not just biology but still so worth having a go if it's free you know yeah why not we have promoted a lot of books which you have to buy to read and our podcasts are obviously free anyway but you know it's nice to promote something that's really quite useful aimed at the kids specifically for free mm-hmm. so give it a go guys you know like when you write in your essay for you where you have to include wider reading do you just say like and catalyst magazines <laughs> like how would you like, um, include it no you don't have to reference your source oh okay. because that would be impossible but if you've got knowledge that's not on the spec it's oh, extra to okay. what you're supposed to know i was in the impression that you literally had to reference where you got the info no not <laughs> at all you could say like oh but bill bison blah blah, blah and they'd be like oh hmm. but you don't have to because no. the person examining it the person reading it well knows exactly what's on the spec and what's not and if you've got something extra which shows that you've gone out and done that little oh. bit of extra research reading just cool. reading around broadening your knowledge yeah. you're gonna have it and you're gonna include it in your essay naturally anyway so shall i do my roundup Yes. Okay. No. What? Yes, go on. Okay. (laughs) Monomers, such as glucose and amino acids, released from digestion, are absorbed from the lumen of the small intestine into the epithelial cells by facilitated diffusion until the concentration becomes lower in the lumen. It is important that these remaining molecules are absorbed. So... Indirect active transport must be used alongside co-transport with sodium ions. Firstly, sodium ions are actively transported out of the epithelial cell into the blood using a special carrier protein called a sodium-potassium pump. This lowers the concentration of sodium ions in the cell and sodium moves into the cells from the lumen via facilitated diffusion, transporting glucose with it. This creates a concentration gradient, transporting glucose from the cell into the blood by facilitated diffusion through a protein channel. So, got any takeaways? Yes. Sodium comes out of the cell, which creates a gradient, and then the next day, sodium... (laughs) No, not the next day. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. The next day, sodium and glucose come to work together. Uh, They carpool into work together, and then go their separate ways because one of them is like a teacher and the other one is um, like a TA. At the end of the day, the sodium goes out of the cell, active transport, 
and glucose goes out facilitated because it walks home and on the way out the door the um the sodium on the way out the door as she signs out the cleaner comes in and that's the potassium <laughs> in the sodium potassium pump yeah very clever i hope people remember that yeah that'd be good you want to contact us, you can find us... Just um, send up, like, a smoke signal or something. Just yeah. shout out your window really loud. Or, like, carry a pigeon, or <laughs> if you really want our address. If you want, if you want to contact us, just knock on the door. <laughs> OK, if you want to contact us, you can go to teachmescience.co.uk and we, you can tweet at us, that's teach, at teachmebiocast. Email us at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com and we've also got Instagram and that at teachmebiologycast. If you go on our website, you will find our wider reading has been updated for this month. Well, it will have by the time this goes out. <laughs> and <laughs> and all you'll our find some resources there as episodes. well. Yes. Is that the bell? Yeah, that was the bell. What you got now? I've got to go home because coronavirus is so bad. Oh my god! I have to isolate. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no jokes. I've got PE. <laughs> oh PE, nice. Yeah, yeah. PE, and it's um, fifteen hundred. Oh my Imagine god! Imagine having to do the fifteen. No, what about bleep test? Bleep test. Makes me feel sick. <laughs> when was the last time you did a bleep test? It was obviously in school. Like a decade ago. Yeah. Did you Did you do well? I think I properly gave it a good go and was like, I think I was third out of oh, all wow, the girls. Oh, wow, really? But that was one time. And I think I got... I think everyone did kind of bad that one year. I think I got six-something. I think, I think I got six-something. Six something. People just give up. I think I think I got about five-something when I did it. Like, I just couldn't... I, think, I just couldn't I, reach it. I literally it. think people would just like... I didn't give up. I just couldn't the reach the Why are we doing thing it? in time, yeah. And I was, like, bombing it to each end of the hall. And then there's people in the class that are just, like, strolling and still making it. Yeah. <laughs> there's always, like, some girl off at the side having an asthma attack. And then, oh, good days. <laughs> God, PE, man. That was hard. I used to love PE, actually. That Obviously not, like, the bleep test. Mm. So what, you've got 1,500. Yeah, the fifteen hundred. That three was three times round, a little bit more. Three, three, three and three quarter times round. I think yeah. it was. I remember one time as well. I was like, right, and what I'm going to do is it here. I'm going to like put in bomb it, like put good effort in at the start, get so far ahead that no one can take over you. I was in second place the whole time. I was coming up the last half of the lap. Right, this girl bombed it past me, and I was got inferred. No way. I was like, how dare you save some energy until the end. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a proper athlete. Yeah. How dare you? And I got third. Oh well. But still, you managed to stay third and not drop out completely after like really going for it at the start. Yeah. Yeah. But I went so quick. Like I knew my mate was going to come first because she always did. And I was like, I'm going to really give this a go. I'm stay behind her. If I can get time. so far ahead that everyone else gives up, I've I've that's it. I'm second. And then this other girl just came around the corner. This has been Teach Me Biology. Um, what do I normally say at the end? Your name. My name is Sarah Matthews. Couldn't think of anything funny. I know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm Rhea Corbett. And we will see, see you, you next, next week. Time. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.